Do you guys know who Burt Kreischer is? Nope. Yeah, sure. I know who Burt Kreischer is. Oh, come on. You're going you're gonna to bounce out of the Russian accent for me? Do you, have you heard of this movie, The The Machine? Yeah. Well, I've seen ads for it. I like I know I well, you're going to tell us what it's about. I, I feel like I have a very vague idea from what I know of Bert Kreischer and the ads I've seen of like kind of what it's about. Have but you seen any of his stand up or no? Some. Yeah. And I, I have not seen I don't think I've seen like the, the machine bit? he does that has. Yeah. yeah, that actually it's this is all about, which is kind of his signature thing. Yeah. I mean, broadly, Paul, um, sounds like if you don't know Bert Kreischer, you've been kind of a little bit out of the loop in stand up comedy. Like, what was the last stand up comedy you went to? <laughs> a no, little bit out of wait, the wait. loop in stand up comedy Paul. is an understatement. <laughs> Actually, you went with me, but we saw that um, Brazilian dude. Yeah. I don't know. His but, name. like, you don't know any mainstream comedians, though? Uh, no. Stand- no. <laughs> I think it's safe to say no. Stand up comic was Yakov Smirnov. That's right. Uh, there's this kind of crew. Now, obviously, one of the people you know, despite, uh, it's Joe Rogan, right? And despite how you feel about his conspiracy theories and whatever, dude is like kind of at the center of a lot of these stand-up comedians. And he's one of the few, I think back in the day, there was like competition amongst them and they weren't really nice to each other or hung out. This like era of stand-up comedians, they're all like homies and hang out and support each other. So, um, Bert Kreischer's part of that crew with Joe Rogan, one of my favorite guys, Tom Segura, um, uh, Bill Burr. They're kind of all part of this like crew that like chills and hangs out about, and they're and they're all kind of fucking hilarious. Bert got his start. He was like a YouTube guy. He had this one story about how he was in college, and um, he, he was in Russian. He took a Russian class. He actually didn't like study any Russian, but he was a fucking clown, and he used the Russian class as a way to go to Russia. And he got drunk, and all he knew how to say was, um, I am the machine in Russian. So he got drunk and just kept saying, I am the machine, ended up like hanging out with these Russian gangsters on this train. And he tells this story on YouTube, and the thing goes crazy, crazy viral. And he's got now like a very successful podcast with Tom Segura. Um, and this is all kind of the premise of the movie. Somebody licensed the licensed the right to the story. And then it's like kind of a, a story on top of that. So um, <laughs> the reviews by and large are like wicked terrible. Like I think it's got like oh, a really? 30% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Right. It uh, stars him, right? Like he is in the movie. Yeah. I, I This is one of those things where um, generally – I was like, how do I summarize this? I the actually the Wikipedia summary is really good, so so I'll read it to you. Which is, um, in 1999, college freshman Bert Kreischer goes on a trip to Russia, and during a night of hard partying, Bert befriends a tour guide named Igor and his friends, and becomes the Machine, a legend in Russian folklore. So that's all in his like YouTube stand-up bit. 23 years later, Bert, now a stand-up comedian podcaster, having turned his story into a special, blah 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 blah, is in a tense relationship with his wife, his elder daughter, and while at a family cookout. He is uh, reunited with his estranged father, Albert, who is played by Mark Hamill. Huh. Hmm. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So somehow they get Mark Hamill to be in this in this movie. Bert is confronted by Irina, a Russian mobster, and soon revealed that Bert inadvertently stole an antique pocket watch belonging to Irina's father, an act which led to the start of his own organized crime syndicate. And seeking revenge, Irina kidnaps Bert alongside with his father, with the intentions of punishing Bert for his wrongdoings upon their arrival in Russia. So I definitely saw the preview for this movie. 
<laughs> like, this now sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing the preview of this movie because I was like, oh, Mark Hamill's in something. And I saw the preview and I was like, nope. <laughs> not going to see this. The movie is dubbed an action comedy. That's what it sounds like it would be. But <laughs> is it funny? Is there action? Is it either of these things? You know what? Like, some I wonder. I wonder like, I was like, what are other people saying about this movie? What are some of the, what are some of the reviews? And one of them is it delivers. Good for them. The other one, Bert Kreischer's Kreischer's pick is obnoxious. The stand-up comedian makes for a limp movie star. Uh, and the other one basically was essentially saying like. If you're a big Burt Kreischer fan, this movie delivers. If you are not a big Burt Kreischer fan, you're going to think this movie absolutely fucking blows. I don't know if I'm a big Burt Kreischer fan or not, to be honest with you. I think he's funny, but I wouldn't call myself a fan. So the movie was was kind of meh. Um, there were some really funny parts of the movie. Um, they filmed the movie in Serbia, and it definitely has like a... The best parts of the movie were... Um, as he's kidnapped to Russia, he's like retelling the story and trying to remember what happened to him while he was drunk. And the person that played like young Bert was actually fucking hilarious. What was this guy's name? Um, was it Bert yeah. Young? That would be cool. <laughs> Who's Bert Young? Should I know Bert Young? <laughs> he's Polly from Rocky. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> was he, was uh, he playing the young Bert Kreischer? No. A guy <laughs> Pretty named, sure he passed away too. So that would be A guy incredible. named Jimmy... Tatro, which is totally a that guy. I've seen this guy in a bunch of other shit, and I can't figure out what the fuck I knew this guy from. Uh, there's a TV series called Fast and Furious Spy Racers. All right. <laughs> that sounds like a cartoon. Sounds like that's what you know him from, huh? Oh, I know what I know him from. I know him from Tacoma FD. He was also, I know him from Modern Family as well. He plays like Haley's super dumb boyfriend. Um, yeah, all the flashbacks of what happened earlier in life were really good. All the parts with Bert were really kind of shitty, to be honest with you. Um, and then at some point, like as the movie progresses, um, Bert decides to become an action star and then needs to like fight the bad guys. And you have this dude that's like, he's our age, but he's really overweight and he's never been in a fight in his life. And now he's like fighting like Chuck Norris, you know, doing all the blocks and kicks and whatever. So um, I don't know. How do you review a comedy? The movie was kind of silly. There was some really nice parts with Mark Hamill. He was good, although he kind of reminded me of his role in Jay and Silent Bob. Mm. I don't even it's remember just, his role in Jay and Silent Bob now. He's kind of a prop, right? Do you remember it, Paul? Yeah, he was he was really over the top, and he pl- he was playing the quote unquote bad guy. He's a bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Okay, I, 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 I remember now. That's really funny that you say that because I was going to joke, and I'm sure this isn't totally the case since he's supposed to be kind of a quote-unquote real guy or whatever in this, mm. but I was thinking it would be funny if Mark Hamill was playing his dad doing his Joker voice the entire time. Like, that's just how his dad talks. Because his Joker voice is kind of what he does in Jay and Silent Bob, right? Kind of. So not, kind not, of. Yeah. Like, like not, you- not, not to the... Not to like the Joker degree, but right. it's like kind of heading in that direction. I thought you were going to say it would be funny if he was playing his dad, but he was also playing himself. So if he was playing like that, this Mark, guy is Mark, Mark Hamill's Mark son. Hamill is, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> you know what I found out while research? I was like, 
uh, I was trying to like remember like what was the role that he was so over the top. I feel like it was one of those Kevin Smith movies. So I googled like Mark Hamill, Kevin Smith. You guys know that Kevin Smith made a um a, a Masters of the Universe cartoon for Netflix. No, that now that you say it, I feel like I remember that. Is that on right after the Fast and Furious Spy Racers cartoon? (laughs) I don't know. But also, the voice of Skeletor is Mark Hamill. Which makes complete sense. Does it? It's not that far from the Joker. No, you could probably do a really good Skeletor, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think think you would do a fantastic Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah, like Uh, thinking of the original Skeletor voice, like from the real Masters of the Universe, it's pretty close. How many other Skeletor voices have there been? I don't know. You said the original as if there was like. Well, I don't know. I mean, not Frank Langella, I guess. <laughs> In the live action movie. I forgot Frank Langella was, was Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah. That's a little weird. Um, so the machine, um, the pluses. This movie was really, really short. I think it was like 90 minutes. Some, some fun facts about it. Like, so look, kind of utterly like. Put Audible if you have TV still, I guess. Um, what does I want to say? I don't know if I, it made some money. It made like $7 million in opening weekend or so. I mean, that makes that- sense because there's probably a, like someone like him probably has like a diehard thing of, you know, fans who are like, we're going to go see this like opening weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's maybe kind of it. If assume you know if it doesn't do well or doesn't get good reviews like it didn't, it does feel seem weird. Um, I don't know. It just seems odd from like from everything you. I mean, you mentioned that there were funny parts, but mm-hmm. it like kind of sounds like in some ways. Again, I don't really know Bert Kreischer, but like it kind of sounds like it's like let's take Ooh. a comedian, and then he's famous for the story, so we'll incorporate the story. But in the movie, we're going to have him be his, like, older self and just dealing with, like, his own, like, life and, like, his wife and kids and all that, which, like, not as funny. And then, like, we're going to have him become an action star, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and isn't kinda, funny I kinda, either. I kind of feel like he had a heavy hand in, in the story, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because I think that the – and it's not unfortunate that he had a heavy hand in the story. I just think that – um there's a little bit like he's done other things that are really good. Actually, he's had some other standups that are great. Um, and when he, he talks about his, his family a lot and some of them are hilarious, but he seems to keep going back to this first bit, the machine, because it was so viral and so successful. And he, it, it feels like he was just kind of leading on that one viral moment and thinking like, "Ooh, I can take that and then build the story on top of it. But like when you have one of these epic viral moments, I don't know if you catching lightning in a bottle twice with one viral story seems maybe ill-advised i'm looking at it 20 million dollar budget 10 million dollars made so this was a this was a flop for him yeah yeah i mean it 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 does kind of seem that way and and like i wonder also if i don't know i mean i guess everyone's like I mean, I haven't, but like, I guess like lots of people have seen this already. Me, not the movie, the the bit. <laughs> clearly <laughs> not a lot of people the, have seen yeah. the movie. <laughs> no, clearly. Yeah. No, the bit about the machine. But like, if it were me, like, wouldn't you kind of think that like in retrospect, if like, if you have this bit that's like the machine, the machine, and it's like, it kind of becomes very famous. 
And then you make a whole movie that's like kind of centered around it in a way. And the movie really doesn't do well. Does that in retrospect make like the bit itself like less kind of like makes it a little bit like, eh, like, like you go back near and it's like, yeah, but it's like, then he made this movie and it's like, is it, is it as funny now? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. I haven't seen it. So. Well, I totally think that's possible for something like that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I haven't seen this movie either, but yes, like you can totally. Yeah. Retroactively destroy something by beating it to death. Yeah. I was trying to think if there's been any comedians that have really kind of crossed over recently. Like there was a minute where that you, you seem to do stand up as a way to cross over into movies. Adam Sandler, um, Chris Farley, Kevin Nealon to some extent, right? Dana Carvey, like, right. There was, there was this SNL path. Right. Um, Eddie Murphy, of course. Right. Um, the one that comes to mind recently is Bill Burr. We we're starting to see him in some things and he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's decent and I think he, but like the important thing with Bill Burr is that like, and maybe this isn't true for everything, but like the stuff I can think of him being in, he's not, it's, it's like, it's like a riff on his personality, but he's like not playing himself and he's like doing other things, right? Like, it's like, like three things I think of off the top of my head, right? Are like Breaking Bad, which he was mm. in and like an, in a little part or, you know, Mandalorian, obviously. And then the movie Staten Island on. movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the Pete Davidson thing where he was a stepdad, yeah. um, which is like somewhat of a pseudo dramatic role. Right. Like it's like funny, but also like there's like some seriousness in it. Like the big one is he's um, he's in that he's got that his own show on Netflix. F is for family. And that's basically. Oh, him. right. right, right he's right. basically. I forgot about that. Playing himself, the angry father. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like more the way to go, right? Like the the whole like you play yourself and like uh, like that is like something that stand ups all over the place. Like I don't know why the first person I thought of was George Lopez, but what the fuck, George Lopez, I guess. Sure. I mean, he, he was a stand up. I mean, and, and he you know, and That's he funny. nailed it. Made made yeah. it pretty big, more or less playing himself on I, on a TV show. I thought of Dennis Leary when you said that. Yeah, oh, also, geez. you know, eventually made it big. I I guess he first kind of made it big doing those weird MTV promos. That's the first time I, that's what I remember him from first and foremost. He just made it big by chain smoking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and doing that asshole song. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Jesus. I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's weird to think about. That was on the radio and shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, 80s were a weird time. Maybe the 90s. Yeah. Early 90s. Definitely the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 91, 92, something like that, maybe. If I had to guess, I have a question for you guys. And this is totally not the machine, but in retrospect, is that show Rescue Me good or was it just like shock TV that we were just kind of into that at the time? I so I stopped watching at some point to be fair, but I feel like the first season was legitimately pretty good. Like it, it didn't actually seem ridiculously shocking. Like, and maybe there were parts that were shocking, but I, I did feel they had points that were like kind of decently written. I don't know. Yeah, my, my take on it is I, th- I I throw it in the big bucket of like proto-prestige TV, which is to say like it, I think now it would look not that it, – it would it would feel not that good if you watched it now. But like at the time, it was like, you know I, – I put it in a similar category of like – I'm not saying it's as good as this, but like it's a, it's a similar category of like The Shield or something where it's like – Shield what, was good. Shield was legit good. It holds up. 
and it's like what prestige tv was going to be like it, you could see it right there's and there's a there's a bunch of shows that are like this right that was like they were like a little bit too early um yeah and yeah. Uh, I, I i i definitely get what you mean like it's not yeah like it's still kind of fumbling its way towards like the golden age yeah like shows but like i will also agree with willie that i think like i think like rescue me was a little too soapy um compared to the shield i would say yeah. even, even though the shield had its shocking moments and you know a lot of stuff going on it felt it, it felt a little more grounded might not be the right word considering everything that went on in that show but maybe what kind of sort of yeah anyway i'll say this much still a fan of Burt's. hope he comes out with something something else i don't know if movies is the is the way here hmm. it's an interesting thing right joe rogan started off on tv he yeah. doesn't do he doesn't do movie or TV shows. I mean, he found his lane. He's like fucking super successful podcaster and does stand up comedy and he does great. And Bert seems to do really well with video podcasts with these kind of like uh, shows. He did a bunch of travel channel shows and shit and like kind of like he's like host, you know, maybe stay away from scripted movies. This, this one wasn't this one wasn't his best work. Yeah, there's a lot of money to be made in anti-vaxxers and vague conspiracy theories. Joe Rogan is definitely one of those people where it's like, can you imagine like two times, right? Two different times in, in our history, like going back to like the mid to late nineties and like putting on news radio and being like, see that guy, that guy's going to get paid like a hundred million dollars by Spotify to like, or, what, or whatever the fuck it was to like have his podcast network and all that. And it's like, that guy like him? yeah and like then the, the same thing the, like he became like eighth the build guy on news radio and then yeah and then fast forward like eight Zero. years or whatever to when fear factor is on and being like see oh. that guy <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and like, then he's such a weird wait, wait, wait. and then fast forward like four years later he's like the first host for the ufc oh that's right i forgot about that like, i mean three at different least, times like, you're like yeah well, <laughs> at least like ufc version of him it's like it's more similar at least physically to like who he is now like he's still looks like that somewhat um but yeah it is he has he has had a wild career good for him yeah i guess so i mean I'm not i'm not a huge fan but yeah okay yeah not sure it was good for america definitely wasn't good for spotify but yeah good for him but it was good for him that is cannot argue